Welcome. This is a safe place. Why don't you make yourselves comfortable and have a seat on the couch? This is not quite therapy. Are you comfortable? Hell no, I'm not comfortable. Hey, Brian. Hey, Chrissy. Tell me, how does that make you feel? I don't want to talk about it. Is it going to hurt? Oh my God, this is awkward. I'm not qualified to give advice here, but... Can we sit this close together? This is not quite therapy. With Chrissy and Brian, a how-to-do brand show about divorce, dating, and single parenting promised to be packed with awkward moments, insights from a couple cuties with absolutely no professional credentials. But plenty of life experience. And intense sexual innuendo. Gah, so much sexual innuendo. Are you ready, Brian? God, Chrissy, I'm going to need a drink. All righty then, let's get started, shall we? Happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. Here it is. We effing made it. We made it. We made it through 2020. And I'm, what I'm so excited for, honestly, and I think the rest of the audience will agree, is that when we wake up tomorrow, 2021 is going to be completely different. Completely different. It's going to be it, a whole new thing. COVID's going to disappear. Everything's going to be fixed. Got a new president. Everything's going to be shiny. Unless we don't. Everything's going to be great. Perfect. In the morning. Like, right, like in like in like 12 hours. Right, exactly. I can't wait. We are going to wake up and be like, oh! Everything's fixed. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. The miracle. <sighs> the miracle. Well, what we're going to do today um, is we're going to talk about the best and the worst of 2020. I like it. I think it'll be really fun. This will be a good thing to do. But before we start talking about that... Let's make a drink. Is it hot in here? Are you parched? I'm parched. How about a drink? How to Do Cocktails is brought to you by How to Do Life, a podcast about, well, how to do life. You can listen to How to Do Life right here, where you're hearing us now, or find them on any podcast app. They are literally everywhere. And here's our disclaimer. How to Do Life right means drinking responsibly and moderately. A drink is not a necessary component to intimate conversations like the one you're about to hear. Here, here, announcer man. Yeah, but it sure doesn't hurt. So, <clears throat> without giving too much away, mm-hmm. what liquid have you brought us? <laughs> it's typical and, and expected. Well, it's New Year's Eve. And what do you so drink on New Year's Eve? You drink champagne. Of course. And we've had champagne on this uh on this show before, but we've never had champagne like this. No, this is different. Well, we're when we when we pop the top on this bad boy, we're going to be mixing it with some uh, fresh, uh, some frozen strawberries. Those are and not strawberries. Raspberries. raspberries. Um, look, my fruit, my lumpy fruits are all over the place. Mm-hmm. But um, you'll know very shortly, audience, that this is not your typical champagne bottle. <laughs> that was beautiful. No, that was not the champagne of beers. This is actually something called house wine, and it is literally champagne in a can. And I was so happy when I found it. Where did you find this? I found it at Target. Oh, well, Target has <laughs> and everything, of I course. found it at Target, and I texted you yesterday and said I'm bringing champagne in cans. And we found out, though, we're only drinking can, even though there's a second one here, because, because why? Wow, it's got 12% alcohol in it. And one of these 375 milliliter cans. Which is just like a regular can, like regular a soda 12 ounce can. can. Yeah. I'm thinking 375 milliliters. My Siri told me that that's the conversion. Two of these cans is equal to an entire 750 milliliter bottle of champagne. So we decided we did not each need our own. Half we, bottles. Yeah, we didn't need a half bottle during this episode. So we're splitting one. Yes. 
And um, I make no promises for the content of my brain after I drink <laughs> a half bubbles a, from a can, a, a bottle of champagne from a, from a can. We did mix it with um, cranberry and some fruit. We made it a poinsettia. Uh, yeah, there you go. It's called a poinsettia when you do that. I didn't even know. Yeah. I just thought we were being fruity. No, um, poinsettia. And it's mimosa when it's orange juice, but poinsettia when it's uh Poinsettia is an interesting word. Have poinsettia. you ever heard? Poinsettia. Poinsettia. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. Cheers. Cheers. Some people say it poinsettia. And I've heard people say poinsettia. And I don't know which one's right. I don't know either. It's like pecan versus pecan. I just tried to talk into the microphone, but I kept my glass between the microphone and my mouth, and you didn't know I was doing it. Um, I like it's tasty, Brian. We've been doing this long enough that we do our clink and we tap our table, and we we did it right without, we didn't even without screw even it up. thought, without right. even a thought. That's just how it cheers now. That's just how it, how we do it. It's so great. I'm not trying to curse myself into seven mm-hmm. years of bad sex by nobody forgetting. wants that. Nope. nobody wants that. Well, canned champagne is it's, fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Go get yourself a can of champagne for tonight. Or don't. Pop that top. <laughs> uh, 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 Drink oh, half a bottle. man. Half a bottle. Just like a Coke. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, truth be told, prior to the uh, further examination of this can, I joked, wouldn't it be funny if I shotgunned this can of yes. champagne? And now I am so, so very grateful <laughs> that I did not. Because I would have been on the floor. Yeah. In a fountain of bubbles. In a fountain of bubbles. Oof. Let's so see. We'll see how this show goes. Uh, we're going to be talking about you know the good and the bad of this year, and also the um, ask us anything questions. We may open that second can. I like it. <laughs> this stuff is from Walla Walla, Washington. Walla Walla, Washington. Vented and packed by original house wine, Walla Walla, Washington, U.S. Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> Just keep saying that. That's the Walla, whole show. Walla Walla, Walla. Walla Walla, Washington. Let's get into foreplay. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy. Want to fool around? Uh, what are we talking about here? Like first base, second base? <laughs> Yikes! I don't think that's what she meant. Well, Brian, it's New Year's Eve. How do you celebrate? Is it is New Year's a big deal to you? Do you usually start the year feeling like shit? Yeah, you're gonna wake up tomorrow, you know, feeling like garbage. How's your New Year's usually go? I, there, it's not much of an event. Right. For me, me really. Um, I think my most memorable New Year's experience was the night I went to Taco Bell with my roommate and <laughs> then girlfriend, soon to be fiance, wife, then wife, now ex wife. So <laughs> She's had a lot of roles. The, yeah. the three of us got in my buddy's Honda Civic and tootled up to Taco Bell mm-hmm. uh, one night about 11.45. And, and I think we rang in the New Year from Appalachian Parkway with a packet of hot sauce and a soft taco. So, I mean, wow. Like, and I rem- I'll always remember that New Year's because it was so stupid. But um, like, you know, other big New Year's experiences, I don't really have a I lot. I don't really do a lot um, for New Year's. It's usually, it's, I would, when I was a little kid, like when I was coming into high school and stuff, my parents were very much those like, this is the night of drunk drivers. This is like, and I think that it put like a certain fear in me that, I did not want to be out on New Year's Eve. Like, it was the night of the year that I felt like I was taking my life into my own hands. Right. Like, undo, you know, distress. Like, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Taking all kinds of risks. Unnecessary yeah, I felt like risks. It, I felt like it was a, a, a risky day. I felt like people got really stupid. Like, all I ever knew growing up was that people got really, really stupid on New Year's Eve. And that <laughs> I didn't want to be among the stupid people, you know, who that's ended funny. up dead on New Year's Eve or something. Like, that's just where, like, I've just never really been into it. My best New Year's Eve was probably 2020, honestly. Yeah. Because I was in Spain on a boat with my children. That counts. And there was 
it was beautiful. The whole audience just groaned at you. Right. Uh, I know. It was so amazing. This bitch. And I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this year is going to be the best. This year is going to be uh, 2020. 2020 is my year. 2020 is my year. And then you it's jinxed my, it like my, literally for all of us. It's my decade. I said, this is my decade. It's going to be Because you turned 40 this year. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. It's a decade of Chrissy. There you go. So far, it's, it's off not to been a... a... You know what, though? It's all uh, downhill from here. Oh, great. It's yeah. Terrific. Yeah. Really, really good. It's going to be easier and better. It's going to be fabulous. Yeah, that's what we hope. That's but yeah, hope. I get it. I get why it is a big deal for some people because, you know, if you've been through a hard time, it represents a fresh start. Uh, it represents, you know, uh, you know, the renewal of the seasons. Right. And springs right around the corner. And so I told Heather on the other year, show, new you, you know, we uh, had put up a, a post that said, like, nobody claim this as your year. Nobody get excited. Walk in quietly. Don't touch anything. Right. Like, sit, and, sit down. Shut you up. Know, just, just, just trying to like like a little kitten that you're trying to coax over. You just come here, come here, baby. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. yeah. Come on over. You know. Um. And so I I told her I was like I'm really trying to do that, but it is a time that you start to feel a little like I'm I'm kind of like I'm clearing off my desktop on my computer. I'm just kind of like. <laughs> Getting getting things organized, I am starting to feel a little bit like, like I know it's not going to be a magic trick. It's not sure. going to be like we hoped at the beginning of the show that, yay, look, it's morning and everything's great. But I do, you know, I I, I am ready to put this one behind us. Oh, for sure. I think there's and that. I think that things are trending in a positive direction. Right. When you yeah. think about like. Mm-hmm. Now, like the numbers of, you know, we can't ignore COVID and all that stuff. And, you know, as I previously mentioned, I had COVID. It's, you know, it it was not that big of a deal for me personally, but, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are dying from it. And Mm so we're, you know, we've got vaccines getting in circulation now and all this other stuff and, you know, stimulus checks and a new president and, you know, elections are happening. And, and so, you know, there's an opportunity for some renewal. Yeah. Uh, of hope and you know and, and we always need that whether and anything that can extend that to us anything that we can get hope from and if it's the changing of a calendar fine yeah if it's a little bit superstitious fine sure you know? like something that can offer us hope when things are a little bit yeah i yeah. think is, is nice i think we should get down with that yeah well let's start maybe off- we should be more enthusiastic this new year's than we typically right. are right yeah I'm happy 2020 is ending. Yes, I'm happy that it's ending, so I can be extra looking forward to something new beginning. Yes, I will. It's celebrate. Like we're getting out of a bad relationship, <laughs> and we don't know what's ahead, but we know it's better are than we, the bad relationship. That's are we? Been in. Are we really just like moving on to dating that guy's brother? Though maybe we don't know. 2021 it, is just the, the younger brother. At least it's something, <laughs> it's something different. different. Hope springs eternal. Right. <laughs> I like springs it. eternal. Okay, so we're going to look at the best and the worst. And first, we're going to start talking about just regular life. Like, what was a high point of 2020 for you? Um, gosh. When, probably when my kids got back into brick and mortar school and mm-hmm. had a bit more normalcy, seeing them, you know, I think that um, this scenario, 2020 and the, and the pandemic and all the things have been harder on kids than we probably know. Right. And um, having all of them have a bit of normalcy back where they can get out of my car and go into a building and sit with a teacher and have yes. friends to interact with. Um, yeah, they're always wearing masks. Yeah, they're hand sanitizing more than, you know, ever before. But having them kind of see them take that sort of breath of relief of having some normalcy mm-hmm. back has I, been good. I think that's been really nice, too. And then the other thing I would say is uh, watching my kids get back to their extracurricular activities. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've got mm-hmm. some performing arts kids and a sports kid, and so I'm, I'm very happy to see them back 
with teams and coaches and and instructors and that's been very positive. I think we took our social interaction and our our team sports and things a little bit for granted maybe like Mm. it was just always a part of our life and you know when you have something taken away and you don't have that creative outlet or that physical outlet you know for sports or whatever then when you get it back it is a really nice feeling. Yeah. Um, I think high for me this year honestly starting the new year in Spain was a big high for me and it was a high because I got to do this thing with my kids that was like a bucket list thing for us. Yeah. It wasn't like every year we were going to start the year in Spain. You know, sure. like it, it was it was a big deal and it was a place that was important to me that I got to take them to. Yeah. You know? And it just felt like it felt like a real accomplishment almost as sure. a parent. You know, it felt like I wanted to be able to give you something like this and I found a way to make it happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. I also had a big work transition this year so um you know i went from one role in an organization to you know something totally different um sold the company that was my baby that i built you know and getting to explore different new things and different opportunities you know that's pretty cool you know and that happened right before the pandemic hit so yeah it did lead to a lot of transition all at once because i was transitioning a, a big life transition anyways when you leave the place that you've been employed for 15 yeah. years, you know? Yeah. Um, and you go do, oh, what am I going to do next? You know, what's next? So, and then two weeks later, there's a global pandemic. Right. <laughs> so that was kind of, that was kind of a big one. But, um, you know, doing, doing that was cool. And I do feel like because of the pandemic, I feel like it strengthened friendships and you get to see who stays around in like a worst case scenario, you know, like who you, like, like, I feel like the relationships that I have now are probably stronger, more connected relationships yeah. than, you know, they may have been had the pandemic not happened. Yeah. Like, like you, for example, I'm, we really became friends in like February. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine this year with like you're, you're a major <sighs> player in this year. You I are. can't imagine this year without you either. You know, one of the best things that happened to me this year, Brian, is that you're my friend. You're the best thing. You're one of the best things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do mean that, though. <clears throat> this, um, I was, uh, y'all don't know if you're listening out there, when she came to me with this proposal to do this show, I was super apprehensive. Well, you know, I, I, I think. But I feel like it worked out. It was good. I think so, too. I think that. this. I would say for, for that reason, probably this experience has been one of the highlights of 2020 for me. I well, thank you. That's really sweet. Yeah. It has been fun. Mostly with Heather's here, but Yeah, you know, I'm but whatever. Um I do feel like like I do feel like this show has been really fun because like you said you were apprehensive to do it. And I think that both of us are people who feel good when we feel like we're like challenging other people to be you know like mm-hmm. I feel like you are really a pretty steady person and you make me more steady. And I think that I maybe push you to do things that you might not have done. And so I think that's part of the fun of our friendship. Yeah. A bit of yin and yang there, for sure. Yeah, I'm for steady. Sure. What's the, how do you describe someone who is the yin of someone's yang? If I'm steady, you, you just, are what? It, are you erratic? <laughs> no, are you volatile? No, I think that. Spunky? What's a fun way to say the opposite of steady? Without insulting someone, I challenge you. I'm challenging. Yes, mm-hmm. you are challenging. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not against the word challenging. That's what I am. <laughs> That's good. 
I don't want you to be. I, I like that you're steady. It really does. It, it helps ground me that Good. you're that you are so like steady and reasonable. <laughs> it does, Good. you know. But I think I hope that I bring to you like you're like all right. I'll try that thing. I sure. make you adventurous. How about there that? There you go. I make you more adventurous. I'm steady and boring. You're adventurous <laughs> and erratic. And it works great. And it works great. <laughs> so happy that we have it. Oh my gosh. How about the worst of this year? I'll start. Yeah. I feel like, like talking about the social aspect of it, I kind of missed like casual acquaintances this year. Like I missed just checking in with another mom in the in the pickup line. Just yeah. Like just you know kind of being tied in and knowing what's yeah. going on i feel really disconnected and part of that is me because i refuse to zoom and i ref- like i don't i don't do any of that stuff and so i feel like it was kind of a like i missed things this year i didn't even want to do my kids like zoom christmas party like what's the point of me watching you have fun on the zoom <laughs> like that's stupid um i i turned it on for like 10 minutes because he was like, it would be cool if you did, and so you do it for your kid, you know, but I don't get anything out of that, I, yeah. you know, so I feel like some missed experiences, maybe, you know, and lots of stress this year, right? Yeah. Drama and inconsistency yeah. and yeah. change and masks and fear and isolation and yeah. you know, all the new normal things. Yeah. yeah those, those were some of the worst things this year. I'd say the worst for me was, uh, <clears throat> you know, people take this pandemic scenario with different levels of intensity and different emotions I've, I've observed people take a lot of fear into it i've seen people with very cavalier attitudes towards it mm-hmm. uh and you know there's a balance there that's probably appropriate um i would say that my parents lean much more towards the fear side yeah uh a because they're older b i think some of it is political and their their feelings about our president um for the last four years uh, and without getting political that's all i'm going to say um, and so that's been a challenge for them, and and they are big twenty four hour news cycle people. So mm-hmm. they're always they could, they could quote you the death statistics on like an hour by hour basis, and 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 so they have isolated themselves almost entirely from my kids, and so they haven't. I mean, so my, hard. Yeah. my kids haven't seen their grandparents in almost a year. And, I think that that all puts a strain on families, you know, yeah. just just in a different way, like that extended family. So you know. You're not going to tell them how they should live their life. or You're not just going to say, well, you should calm down a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because their feelings are their feelings and they're valid, but they are affecting you and your kids too. Yeah. You know? and, and what you're doing may stress them out more, that sure. you're kind of outliving your life and that you're, you know, whatever. So, I mean, we like. Responsibly. We've, yes. <laughs> we've, we've just come to a point where I think the communication and figuring how to relate to each other, yeah. you know, has been bigger than ever this year, and we've met that challenge with varying degrees of success like yeah. across the board as yeah. humans. You know, so I've con- I convinced I was able to convince my mom that uh, she could come to my house for dinner on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was very apprehensive, mm-hmm. and she said after that, we finished our show, right, right that that <laughs> afternoon she came and they had dinner because I was able to convince them that no matter the temperature outside. I would open the sliding glass doors in the house and have cross ventilation. And it was as close to being outdoor in an open air environment and that being inside the, the bad, the big bad virus won't get her. Uh, and so, yeah, so she was very apprehensive about coming over for Christmas Eve, but we Does pulled it off. Does she think that it's lingering in your house from you that's, having I, it? You know, that's what you got. I have no idea. I don't know what she thinks. Like it doesn't just, the, the coronavirus doesn't just like spontaneously generate from like the air conditioning system. 
Somebody has you to bring in it. Well, I'm, I'm pretty know. confident of that. Me and Fauci are on the same page as far as that one's concerned. <laughs> but yeah, th- so this, she doesn't want to breathe the same air as people in a closed room. And I'm like, so that watching my parents be afraid has been a very, very low point of yeah, the year. Yeah, super stressful. Because I can see, like, I hear her, like, the, I hear her being ripped apart internally. Like, yeah. I, I want to see and hold my grandkids. I want to come to a soccer game. I want to whatever. But. I'm so afraid to leave my house that I'm not going to do it. Well, and some people have almost the opposite where they have older people in their lives who are like, look, I just want to live my life. I want to see my grandkids. I want to do whatever. And then it's putting the onus and the stress on their children, on us as adult children to be like, well, I don't know. I mean, are you sure we should have a, you know, Thanksgiving with, (laughs) you know, your niece that... Tested positive four days ago. <laughs> that, like, reminds me, that reminds me of a meme where uh, someone found out that their grandmother had um, had been sneaking out during the pandemic to attend a senior citizen karaoke night, like an underground karaoke oh party with these elderly people. Because she was like, I'm 85 years old. I've got about, you know, a couple of years left and I'm not going to spend one of them sitting inside my house waiting to die. So she was sneaking out to like secret elderly karaoke night. I mean, it's like the opposite of when you're a kid, you know, like now your grownups are sneaking out on you. Right. <laughs> right. They're acting like college kids. Yeah, exactly. The college kids are acting like college kids. And so are the octogenarians. Yep. There we go. <laughs> let's stick with this like whole best and worst mm-hmm. theme, but let's get into the down and dirty. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy. I think I'm ready now. So you want to get this off your chest? <laughs> Let's get down and dirty, babe. It is gone off the reservation. A grand slam home run. I just motioned to Brian that the champagne in a can <laughs> is working. It's working. It's making my head shit. Spin a you little guys, bit. like, go buy this stuff. <laughs> get it. You can't even get a beer get that's twelve percent alcohol no. in a can. And get yours of a can. Pop the top and um, fudge packers. Ew, we're gonna. This. Did you just say fudge packers? Well, as, like, as, an, as, an, as an alternative to some okay. F word. Well, guys, we're, that, that's where we are. That's, that's Cut. where we've progressed to. <laughs> okay. Um, Head start on tonight's festivities. I'll right, say that. Right, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to make it till midnight. <laughs> I certainly won't. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to fall asleep on the couch at this radio station. Right. <laughs> it's a small couch, but we'll make it work. It's okay. Um, okay. So. Let's finish up this uh, year in review thing, and then we'll get to the Ask Us Anything. Whoop, whoop. Let's talk about the best and worst in divorce this year. The best. the best. Highlights and lowlights of being divorced. The best of being divorced was being divorced. <laughs> right. It's great. That was awesome. It's amazing. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I have been very grateful for um, the, the way that my ex-wife and I continue to do a lot of things right. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as like not putting kids in the middle and not, you know, taking each other back to court every time someone has a three day weekend that they want to take advantage of or something like yeah. that. And and so we've largely worked it out without much drama at all. So I'm very thankful for the condition of my own personal divorce. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, the worst part for me was that my ex did take me back to court this year, um, which was not fun, you know, but was kind of expected. Um in our circumstances. Sure. I just like to hope that, you know, it's not going to be an ongoing thing and that it was just corrective in nature, you know, and that it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. But the best, we did have a couple really, really funny and really kind moments this year that our kids got to see. 
that's good. I think that that's really cool. Like on Halloween this year, um, my ex-husband, so we live in the same neighborhood, uh-huh. and I um, took my, not even my son, my son was there with um, my ex-husband, but some kids that I was trick-or-treating with, because I go trick-or-treating with children, obviously, uh, we went to my ex-husband's house. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to walk up and say hi. And I was walking up to the door, and a giant T-Rex dinosaur <laughs> rushed me, like came running at me. And it was my ex-husband. And I didn't know it was him inside That's the funny. costume. and. And we hugged each other and we laughed and it was really just a funny moment. Sure. And my son got to see it, yeah. you know, and, and that was really nice. And yeah. it, and when I did sell the company, like he was a part of that company and we had, you know, like we talked in his driveway, like the day that it closed, you know, I, I took the kids to him and the kids got to see us like hug and congratulate each other, you know. And I think that's really nice for the kids to get to see genuine, honest, kind moments between, Mm -hmm. you know, their parents. Yeah. You know? So that was probably the best of being divorced. Yeah. Just when you treat each other well and you you do okay, you know? Yeah. The um the worst the worst continues to be uh, something that probably will uh, will be a struggle until the kids are no longer in the houses. Um, there have been some instances where the communication ball has been dropped mm-hmm. about a special event or yeah. an occasion that uh, oh I forgot I told you about that or oh so I'm like you know someone has to scramble at the last minute to get a kid a birthday present and get him to a party in the next yeah. thirty minutes and mm-hmm. so there's some of that type of stuff has happened. I I, I tend to say to myself. Like, I'm not married to this person anymore because maybe the communication wasn't that great. Like, and now they have no accountability to me. Now they have no reason to try to please me. So, so why should I expect I it to be better? I can't expect communication is going to be better. <laughs> I actually expect it should be worse. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, that's maybe, fair. Maybe it is better now because it's an absolute coordinated thing. You know, like, perhaps, perhaps we're doing better now than we were when we were at the end of our marriage. I don't know. That's funny. I don't know. It's possible. Maybe. Yeah. How about the best and worst of 2020 in parenting? Um, I had a couple of really cool breakthroughs with my older kid. Nice. Um, and you know, she is she is a she, which you know, male female communication being as complicated as it naturally tends to be. Add a teenage daughter to that, and her you know her newly divorced dad, um, and that sets the stage for some really anim- real animosity. And so we broke through – there was never any animosity, but we broke through some some fairly significant barriers, I think, and have um, have really improved our, our relationship. Um, and I would say the worst for parenting is uh, probably seeing – I live in a, in a very girl-centric house. My mm-hmm. two oldest are girls and my youngest is a boy. The girls' social calendars are jam-packed. Right. Mm-hmm. They've got more activities, more practices, more friend groups, more stuff, more events, more occasions. And they're older. And, and they're so older. more stuff comes as you get right. older, too. And, and my son tends to sort of get the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Like every weekend, my girls have something going on somewhere. Right. Usually a couple of things. And my son just doesn't. And it's not that he doesn't have friends. Right. It's not. It's just that, you know, his... It's just that I, I think that... I see this in my house, too, and in a lot of houses with both boys and girls. It seems like boys, just viewing it as a mom, I mean, it seems like boys do more, like, parallel activities. Like, we're here at the same place doing the same thing, but we're not really doing it together. And 
my son seems kind of cool. Like he's like, oh, I see my friends at school, and it's not that he doesn't want to see them on weekends or anything. It's just that nobody's calling each other and planning and scheduling and prioritizing. What that is that way. about boys? Like, like, like they're waiting on their moms to do it. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I sometimes I still wait on the mom to do it, and, and so you know, I think for twenty twenty one, one of my goals for twenty twenty one as a, are we talking about that eventually in this episode? Uh, we can we can mention it on this episode, but. 2021 and yeah. where we're headed for the future will be our finale episode. For my so part, thank you for mentioning that, so we can plug that and perfect. say. For my part, I want to do better at that, yeah. at the planning stuff for my son mm-hmm. stuff. I want to be the one that reaches out to the other moms and be like, "Hey, you know." It's traditionally kind of a mom role, and that doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just means that you've probably never had to previously, right? And there was a know, group text this morning with ten moms about some party tonight, uh-huh. and I didn't have two of their numbers. I'm like, "Hey, who? So who's that two five one number?" Yeah. Right? Like, oh, mm-hmm. so exactly. says mom. Like, oh, got yeah. it. Well, I mean, at least you're on the mom group text now. That's good. Sometimes I get on it late and I miss some pertinent details. Yeah, which goes back to that worst part of 2020 <laughs> parenting. Um, but yeah, yeah. I feel kind of similar. Like the best for me with parenting is my relationship with my kids, which yeah. has truly been consistently good for the past couple of years. But just the other day, I mean, just a few days ago, one of my kids was feeling really sad and really hurt and was at dad's house. And I got texts and I got calls and I got the opportunity to genuinely make my kid feel better. Like yeah. It wasn't just like lip service. It was you know who I need right now? I need my mom. And I need to reach out to mom. And mom knows how to say the right thing to me that makes it better. Yeah. And it's really nice to be able to be that in your child's life, to be a safe space that they will come to you and that, you know, they they just are like, if my mom is here, it's going to be a way better scene than if she's not, you know? And yeah. I, think, I think that's really cool. Yeah. And the other best thing has been watching them succeed, you know, like yeah. watching, like you said, back into extracurricular activities and stuff, but watching them, you know, cheer. My daughter is a cheerleader, you know, watching my son develop his first crush, like just these kind of milestones and fun things and cool things. You know, I, I really think that that matters to, to get to see stuff like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think the worst in parenting for 2020 was watching them struggle, watching them struggle with isolation, homeschool, yeah, bullies, just growing up in general like our kids have to be doing and then trying to grow up in a pandemic. You know, I think it's been a lot. You, you mentioned know? the word bullies. I could do a whole episode on, on bullies. Yeah. Just so curious about like if your kid's a bully, do you know it? And if your kid's a secret bully, how do you figure it out? Because I don't think there's a parent on earth who would encourage their kid to be a bully. Nobody encourages them. Like, I I know a mother who her daughter was being a bully to my child. And I called her and we had a discussion about it. And she was like, the mother said, when I was in school, I was really shy and I was really quiet and I was picked on. And she's like, and then I had this daughter and I kind of knew that she was never going to be that kid. Yeah. And she's like, and I... Like, my only goal for her is that she grew up and that she's a nice person. Like, she's like, uh, like grades matter, but I want her to be nice. Right. And I, she's like, it's, it's more important to me that she's nice than that. She's like, so how, what do you want to do? Like, what you know, like, I thought it was really cool. The mom did a really good job, which I don't think you always see that. I think no. some bully parents are like, my kid's N- right. My your kid. Or, you know, like, you know. or my sweet angel would never do that. Right. Exactly. Your kid's my exaggerating. Child is perfect. Yeah. yeah, exactly. My kid is so nice. You know, so I'd. I'd <laughs> 
I think sometimes people know, and sometimes those kids are emulating what they see. You know, sure. that's usually the people who know. And sometimes people know, and they're actively trying to like. If my child was a bully, like in fact, I have an instance where my son was a kind of a bully to a kid. Like, I I don't think it was super intentional. Sure, but it like it came off really bad. You know, like. I was so embarrassed as the parent, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, we have to fix this, and I need you to understand, and I need you to know that you're remorseful. And, I, you know, and it was just one specific instance. It wasn't like an ongoing, I'm going to be, you know, shitty to this kid or something. <laughs> but he did something that was nasty, yeah. you know? And whenever our kids do, like, they're, they're not always going to make us proud, not no, every no. second of every day, no. you know? And Well, mine will, because they're perfect little angels. This was the one time my kid messed up. Once right. only. Only once. <laughs> only once ever. I was wrong once too. Yeah, once. It was a long time ago. I'm divorced now though. So, <laughs> so now everything's fine. Just kidding. Everything's right. But yeah, I feel like, you know, we we ask a lot of these kids, especially in this year. I think we're asking a lot of our children, you know. And like it was hard for me reading like stuff they would bring home from school, like their little poetry pieces, like, you know, <laughs> from like like and it's about like their dreams of going places again, their dreams of like simply staying alive and safe. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's just a lot of stress for kids that I wish they didn't have to experience. When I, know? um, the, the, gosh, another low point, um, when I got diagnosed with COVID and, uh, like that same week we've been through this, but my, my son tested negative, but he had been sick earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. And so when I was taking him home from school, the day he was, he had a fever, I could tell he was upset, but he wasn't talking about it. And I said, hey, buddy, you okay? And he goes, are you just not feeling good? Are you tired? He goes, yeah. And then he just started crying and said, I hope I don't have COVID. Oh. Like he was like afraid of yeah. dying from COVID yeah. because that's what he's been. Exp- it's in the a news. real fear. Yeah. yeah. It's a real fear. And um, just like my heart broke for the kid. I was yeah. like, buddy, I said, you are young. You are strong. Even if you do have it, which I don't think you do, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I had, so I had to sit there and like reassure him that yeah. he was not infected with a global pandemic that was you know, in his mind, likely to kill him. Mm -hmm. And then when I got sick, I didn't tell him I was diagnosed with it until after I was better. You were like better. I said, you know, you don't, you can't have him walking around with fear and anxiety. My dad's going to die, you know, for two weeks. I mean, yeah. So I was checking in with them. It's a lot on the kids, you know, yeah. Every couple of days and Hey, I'm, I'm fine. Everything's good. I'm going to, we're going to, I'll be fine. I'll be normal. So I don't know about normal, but fine. Well, (laughs) as I always was. Right. I'll be, I'll, I'll be, Steady and steady. Quo. I'll be steady. I'll still, I'll, I'll still be steady. That's funny. So, uh, we've talked about the magical properties of 2021. What do you anticipate will change positive and negatively in go. the new year? Or is it just going to be a continuation of the same? Like, what are you? Oh, I think it's absolutely going to be a continuation of the same. <laughs> but, um, I feel like I mentioned it before. We're on a, we're on a bit of a positive trend going into the new year. And, um, She's eating raspberries out of her cup. I was hoping it wasn't gonna be like super, <laughs> but it was. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. You guys, I'm looking at a lot across the table here. It's a hell of a lot going on. Stop it! I want to be able to swallow it. Okay, <laughs> right, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, 2021. I feel like we're on a positive trend, right? We've got a there's virus, there's vaccines for this dumb virus. There's new new political change. Like it or hate it, it's a peaceful transition in power for the United States of America. And, you know, some people aren't going down without a fight. That's fine. But, uh, you know, I feel like things are in general looking up. But like I tell so many of my, you know, 
clients in my professional world is things might get worse before they get better, but they'll always get better. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, this might be the, the same. That's the part we have to remember. They'll always get better. Yeah. Like, and if Until they no, don't and if one day and the world where, ends. <laughs> right, exactly. And I don't think we're quite there yet. Like, uh, like when there's nowhere to go but up, I mean, you, that's the yeah. place to go, right? It might be a slow climb, but you're climbing. Yeah. Once you've hit the bottom, <laughs> 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 we're doing the best we can, right? Right. All right. Let's talk about this Ask Us Anything business. Let's talk about it. The reason I didn't want to do it. Go ahead. Was just because I didn't want to solicit questions from people. And I knew that you weren't going to. (laughs) You were basically just giving me a job. (laughs) Ask the audience if they have any questions and copy and paste the questions. It's not that hard. So what I did was I just took a limited sample of some people who know our show well. Okay. And I asked them what they wanted to know about our show. And all anyone asked me about... (laughs) Was how the show came about and our relationship. <laughs> so, uh, which one's the more awkward answer? Because I want to make you answer the more awkward question. We'll just go through them. How the show came about. No, no, no. There, I've got a list. I've got a list of, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven questions. Okay. Seven questions that, that came from our friends. So these are people, They, I guess, thank you. To people who think that we are interesting and maybe a little weird. Shout out to <laughs> Kylene and Heather and the rest of the fan club. Right. The sisters. Right. <laughs> you people. What's up, Lisa? So, <laughs> so. She's really uncomfortable. I am really uncomfortable. <laughs> Ask the first question. Oh, the first one's easy. It's an easy one. How did you guys become friends? Well, I think the how we became <laughs> friends story is how is a turnaround about how we met story. All right. Let's do you can do how we met because it's very flattering and fun for you. So you it's can a do funny how we story. Got. I don't care. It's a it's a very meet cute sort of situation. It, it was adorable. Yeah. Uh, we were at a fundraiser event for a local nonprofit, and uh, I was married at the time. And uh, Chrissy approached me from across the room. She like tractor beamed and like walked right up to me. I gotta tell you, Brian. Like it was literally there was probably like twelve hundred, fifteen hundred people in this room. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. the. The ballroom yeah. downtown. Yeah. And there are tons and tons of people in there. Big event. And I knew like four people and they were all on the board of directors, right? Which I was. Yes. Yep. Which you were too. But I didn't know you. You sure. weren't a person that I knew. And so I'm sitting at my little table, you know, my little whatever. And I turn around to look for the people that I know. Uh-huh. And there's a woman that... um I know, and she's standing by you. Uh-huh. And I looked at you, and I literally just looked at you and was like, oh, that's for me. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I, that is my person. Like, I, I just, I truly looked at you and was like, there's there's my friend. There's my person. I should probably go so, talk to him. <laughs> so she walks up to me, and it gets – her version and my version are fuzzy after this quote, but the quote is verbatim. She walks right up to me and says – in a very confident voice, tell me you're a single guy. <laughs> and I was like, well, actually, I'm not at the moment. Um, hi, I'm Brian. Nice to meet you. And uh, the rest is history. But um, yeah, we it didn't was... become friends for a long time, though. No, no, like, no, 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 no. no. Uh, probably, what, 18 months or so before we really became friends? Yeah. We just became friends in February of, of this year. Yeah. yeah, of 2020. Right. So, like, we 
talked occasionally. You know, I asked you out on a date. You said no. Yes. That happened. And then you um, wrote about it. And then, yeah, then I wrote about it in the newspaper. <laughs> we should put a link and, to that story. <laughs> we should put a link to that story. Okay, can I tell you where I was when I, when you, when I was sent that? Where? It was a holiday. It was like a, my whole family, my mom's whole family was in town from all over the country. Yeah. At like a family reunion type thing at her house back when we still did those things and gathered in large groups and traveled mm-hmm. on airplanes. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Back in the day. And, it was um, like 2018. Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, I, I was like, I was sitting there on my phone on the back porch with my entire family. And I was like, you guys. And they're like, what? I said, I sent it to you. I know. I told you I know. that. I, was I didn't like, like, I was like organically hey, discover you know, like, it. Yeah, yeah. This is about like, you. I, yeah. <laughs> like, so, yeah. so yeah, I was like, I said, this lady wrote an article about me. And so I sat there and I read it aloud. Like, I, <laughs> Did or, you really? Yes. You never told me that before. I read it aloud to the entire family. <gasps> oh they, my they thought God. It was, they thought it was great. Well, it, it was, was great. It's a great article. It was a great article. Written by a true professional. <laughs> <laughs> And it made me look way more desirable than I actually Aww, am. Oh, you're lovely. Thank um, you. But, but yeah, but yeah, like we would talk periodically. We weren't yeah. like we weren't friends though. Like, no, we definitely. Like, but I think just... that we quickly figured out that we were in similar stages of life. Yeah, with mm-hmm. similar, you know, very different professional backgrounds, but equally in professional fields and had a lot, you know, yeah, kids roughly are similar ages, mm-hmm. and so we had a lot to talk about. Right. And I think at that point, I had decided for myself. That I would much rather have you in my life as a friend for the next twenty years than a whatever that was possibly going to be for six months and some sort of ugly, ugh, breakupy, awkward thing. So yeah. I stiff armed you on the romantic side, and I think it was to our benefit. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> moving um, on. Next moving question. On. Um, but yeah, like I do feel like when we finally like. We connected professionally is how we really became friends. We, you know, finally like had coffee as yeah. like, but I feel like as soon as we sat down, I knew we were going to be like real friends. Yeah. Like, it yeah, was, yeah, like, yeah. It was just a really instant like, okay, yeah. You know, yeah. Like, okay. I trust the words that are coming out of her mouth and she trusts the words right. that are coming out of my mouth and this is going to work out. And we've pretty much talked to each other like every day since. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we are actual friends, which is lovely. Isn't it nice? That's how we became friends. Um, how did we decide to do this show? How did how did the show come about? Hundred percent, you. Yeah, a hundred percent. You had yeah. this because you had been doing the other show with Heather. Mm-hmm. How to do life? Well, I will say that part of what brought you into the show world for us at all was Heather and I had a conversation that it would be fun to periodically have like a dad perspective on the show because Heather and I both being female, both being moms, you know, sure. we didn't have the perspective of like a guy and a dad. She's like, I'm really interested in knowing what, you know, a dad. What would a dude think about yeah. this? Yeah. And I was like, I know a dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, do you want to come on? So we, we had you come on our show. We had you come yeah. on how to do life. Uh-huh. And truly when you sat down in the third microphone seat, like yep. now now you sit. Actually, you're in seat one technically. Perfect, um, I like it. So, um, well, what I call seat one, I don't know how they're numbered, but whatever. Um, this is my chair. This is just where I'm always <laughs> <am>. right. <laughs> this is my seat. No matter whose show it is, no matter what's happening, mine. But you sat down and we turned on the microphones, and you just like said like "Hey" into the microphone. <laughs> Huh. And it reminded me of that Saturday Night Live sketch with the sweaty balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete. <laughs> yeah, Pete yeah, sweaty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's perfect time of year for it, too. Yeah. Just just over. Um, and I just remember, like, as soon as you spoke into the microphone, I was like, oh, I want to do a show with him. Like, it'll be fun. <laughs> like, And then we were talking about – Heather and I were talking about doing spinoff shows. Yep. And doing – like, and it's so funny. I was talking to 
an old business partner of mine the other day and he's like, what are you up to? What are you, you know, and I was like, oh, Heather and I still do this show. And Heather has a spinoff show about local nonprofits. It's really beautiful. She shines a light on nonprofits, you know, in the area and helps them raise money and get exposure. And my spinoff show, my friend Brian and I make Christmas porn jokes. (laughs) And he's like, it sounds amazing. (laughs) I'm like, it's a lot of fun. They couldn't be more different. Right. Like the show that I do on my own and the show that Heather does on her own. Yeah. But I think they both, you know, showcase the the things that are funny about us or the things that, you know, we're... You know, so quintessentially Heather and quintessentially Chrissy. <laughs> Christmas porn. wholesome Heather, crazy Christy, Chrissy. You get my name right at least. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Come on. yeah I'm, I'm, all the We're talking about what great friends we are, and then you don't even know. Listen, Sarah, <laughs> just take it easy. So yeah, that's kind of how it came about, and the the real like catalyst was. I took, you, I took you to a mofongo truck. <laughs> I mean, well, we couldn't find it. Well, so. you wouldn't tell me what we were going to talk about. No, I wouldn't. You said, meet me for lunch. Yep. It's it's uh, important. And what, what? no, I won't tell you what it's about. <laughs> I'm like, okay, where are we meeting? Well, you know then it's, that wasn't even enough. Like, that wasn't shady enough. Where are we meeting? At a food truck. Where is it? I don't know. I don't know. Behind the department of something. <laughs> right. And so we had to find this mofongo truck. We struggled too. And then. She sat in my vehicle and got glitter all over my seats. Oh, I forgot. I had that glitter lotion on. And it was that glitter lotion persisted for months. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Never That's let her so sit in your funny. car. So, I don't have glitter lotion anymore, but it does smell really nice. I have a Christmas lotion. I like Christmas um, lotion. I like smelly lotion. I don't like effing no glitter. glitter lotion. No glitter. You texted me like videos of your truck at night. You're like, this is, this is Sp- what I'm dealing the with. The inside of my vehicle looked like a disco ball. It was like... It was like, you know, Buddy the Elf had taken a dump in my front seat. I forgot about that. That was great. Um, but yeah, there's been several times, I think, in our friendship where I'm like, we just got to get together. I'll let you know what it's about when you get there. <laughs> and God bless you. You always show up. I've given up trying to <laughs> You always show up. Speculate. You're like, I guess I'll see what yeah. it is when I get there then. Yeah. It's so great. Um, the next question is, you guys seem like you are close on the show. Are you in real life? No, I don't like him. <laughs> this bitch. What you don't know, audience, is the next episode is our last episode because I quit. I quit? I hate After it. I fired him. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, we're close. We uh, Again, we relate on a lot of the same s- that sort of status of life situation. I feel like... I feel like- we talk to each other a lot. Like, yeah. There's never like a shortage of... Like, sometimes we've got conversations going on multiple social media platforms at the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're talking yeah. about this over there, and then this right. conversation's on the text thread. I just feel like we don't run out of things to talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, we're... She's my buddy. Yeah. We're good. I kind of look at her like, a, and this this pisses her off sometimes. It makes but me I furious, and I don't want you to even say it. I treat, her like, so mad. I treat her like my little sister sometimes. It makes me freaking furious. Because she's, she's exactly my sister's age. And um and it's fun to fun to she's really looks mad oh my god I am mad I don't like it okay anyway it's it's a loving it's an affectionate you know point of view but um it you know drives her crazy it does I don't I well I don't like it I don't like to be patronized no which is funny because I patronize you all the time exactly <laughs> treat you like a baby. she's a total hypocrite. <laughs> I am, but I can admit But we it. both acknowledge it. Yeah, Chrissy's a hypocrite. She gets, in, I get in trouble for things that she f- freely does <laughs> without repercussions. Right. It's a very one-sided friendship. It's it's a lot like being married. 
No. No, it's not. It is not. It is not. I feel like we kind of... You kind of <laughs> irritate me. You make me kind of crazy sometimes. But I know at the end of the day, it is like... I love you, and you're supposed to be around, and yeah. so it's good. At the end of the day, well, and here's the here's the real deal. At the end of the day, you, you, real friends, right? At the end of the day, I've got your back, and you've got mine. Mm-hmm. And and you know, when yeah. this shit hits the fan, if it ever did, you would be there to bail me out, and I would do the same. And you I know, would. That's what you friends are do. one of the like few people that I would like. You could call me at two o'clock in the morning and be like, "I'm in freaking jail. Yeah. Will you come get me?" And I wouldn't even ask you what happened. I would just come get you. Yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. I guess that means we're close in real life. Sure. <laughs> close enough. <laughs> close enough. I think you'd come get me out of jail, too. I, I expect you'd, to at but some you point. Wouldn't, like, but you would want to know what I did for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be talking to the booking detective or the sergeant, the how, desk sergeant. How bad is this? Like, what did she do? How bad, can you not put my name on there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd call my friends at the police department and be like, hey, I need you to look up an arrest right now. <laughs> I need to know a little bit more info. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I will come get you. <laughs> I'm on the way. Um, I'll bring you donuts. Haha, cop joke. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> what's the best and worst thing about doing this show together? What are the be- wait, wait, wait? This is a this is a multi part. Hold on, there's actually three questions in one here. What are the best and worst things about doing the show together? What are the best and worst things about your relationship in general? And what do you think each other's best and worst traits are? That's the question. <laughs> Good God, that's got Kylie written all over it. <laughs> Am I right or am I right no, or am I right? right? Oh, damn. Okay. Um, I think the, the, there's no, uh, the worst thing about doing the show is forgetting. If I, I've been late a couple times and I've, yeah. I've, mind, I've brain farted it once or twice. And that really puts us all in a bad mood because it's like everybody's here waiting and I've, I've been the one to do it. Um, there was a moment back in like the old episodes. Yeah. Like we were still kind of trying to get to know each other and we were trying to figure out how to do this show and whatever. And there, there was a moment in time where you were just a little off, like in your personal life. Oh yeah. It was coming on the show and I felt like I was having to do a lot of editing and a lot of, you know, like I wasn't having as much fun with the show as I want the show to be. Sure. And I'm super happy that we moved past that. Yeah. Because I mean, Honestly, being here is just so much fun. Like, it's so, like, even when it gets hairy, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's so much fun. But, yeah. but I think that was probably the, one of the worst parts of doing the sure. show. Yeah, and I think that that's um, and you're one that will confront a situation like that and call it to the carpet and, and let's have a real conversation about it, which is a which is a credit to you. Um, but it puts me in that in the the um, if you know my enneagram type or my you know personality type or whatever the test says, like. Being confronted and in conflict is like just makes my skin crawl. Mm-hmm. So when you were like, "We need to talk about how shitty this is going," I was like, "Oh God, I'm in so much trouble! I'm in so much trouble!" Like mom's yeah. mad at me. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's it's so much better since then. So yeah. Yeah, I do think that you know we've learned to deal with each other because I know that you're really sensitive. Like you take criticism great. Like you're you're fine, but I know that you're really sensitive, and sure. so I think that. Maybe we almost went through a period of time where I treated you with like such kid gloves yeah. that um, that might not have been the best either. And I think we've really finally struck a good balance. Yeah. Like, where like you know that whenever I come at you with something, I'm not gonna hate you at the end of the conversation. Right. I'm not gonna like walk away from you and be like, "Well, fuck you, Brian," and I never want to talk to you again. You're like, I think that we know each other well enough now to know that you know it's gonna be. 
it's going to be fine at the end of this conversation. And I think that because we haven't known each other that long, it took time to build that, you know, like to know that like, okay, maybe this didn't go as planned, but tomorrow this person still shows up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's nice. You know? Okay. The best and worst of doing the show together, the best and worst things about our relationship in general. The sexual tension is the worst part. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've moved past all of that, but, um, early on when I I don't think I'm talking out of school here, when you were a bit more amorous than I was, Mm -hmm. and I kind of saw this, I saw us as friends and you maybe had a thought of something else that for me, like was, was uncomfortable because I didn't want to blow the friendship, Mm -hmm. but I, I needed to say no to a date. Because I knew that that wasn't what this was going to be, mm-hmm. but you still asked, and I had to say no. And so, like the risk for me of saying no, and like, it's like I, I just need this to be a friendship. I really need a friend. I need it. I need because you know. Yeah. Um, and so that that tension was probably the hardest part of be, of knowing you so far. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, I mean, I, having someone as far as the best part, having someone who uh who is a good sounding board and as a uh, thoughtful in their responses when I'm going through stuff or when I share something, you know, you haven't given me bad advice yet. I don't feel like, and, um, I haven't taken all of your good advice, but, <laughs> but you've given good advice. Um, so yeah, I think that, you know, your thoughtfulness has been a, a, a real blessing to me. I think that like one of the hardest things about our relationship sometimes for me has been, and I think it's really improved, but sometimes you, um, like you want to tell me something and you want to get my advice or you want to like disclose something to me, but you walk up to the line of, okay, okay. Like, and then you like get nervous and you want to back out and you want to retreat. And sure. I kind of have You're learned. You're not special. That's me in general with yeah. literally everybody. <laughs> yeah. I kind of have learned like, like it doesn't offend me when you need a few days, like you, like yeah. you're like, this felt like a big deal and I, and, and you just need to go take a break for a minute. Like, yeah. I think it's just learning who each other are, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like, and like, so like that was hard for me at first. Cause I'm like, no, you're here. Just tell me the thing. Just like, just come here and let yeah. me pet you. And it's yeah. okay. <laughs> you know, like, like, and you know, I know that like now I just know that that's hard for you, you yeah. know? And that, you know, I, I think just, I think with any relationship, getting to really know one another and accept that I don't do things the way that you would do things and you don't do things the way that I would do things. But both are perfectly acceptable ways of sure. doing things, and not—I don't think we try very much to like. I don't expect you to not be Brian. Yeah, this is just the thing that you do. Yeah, and yeah. I just now I'm fine with it, you know. But like getting to a point where you're like, why does this person do this? <laughs> <laughs> am, am I okay with this? Like, is yeah. this an okay thing? You know. And then I think I think that you know. Yeah. The best part is that. I have a really good friend. You're great. Like, yeah. uh, you know, like you make me laugh a lot. <laughs> you're welcome. We do have a, we do have fun. So sometimes you're super inappropriate and that's fun. You always say that I make you uncomfortable, but sometimes you make me really uncomfortable. <laughs> 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 I think that's good. And then I feel like we did it. The best and worst tra- traits of one another. Your nose really bothers me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, uh, no, I, I don't. Yeah, we already kind of covered that. My nose is adorable. No, so is mine. It's, I've got a very, I've got a very <laughs> cute as a button noses. nose. But no, um, I, I no, I don't think there's a bad. Tra- I, I don't know. 
<laughs> Whatever. We're perfect. We're right? perfect. High five. We're perfect. High five on our profession. <laughs> Why don't we could actually just do it? Because then we like really touch and you can't hear it on the microphone. That was a fake high five. I gave John a little, fake high five. A little something. What's next? <laughs> do you think that your relationship is appropriate? Do you think that relationships <laughs> between single men and women can really be platonic? I think we should cut this entire question out. Is our relationship appropriate? I, well, shit, I don't know. Sure. I think our relationship could be problematic to other people that we date. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it has been, frankly. I mean, like, I've I've had to answer the question, who are you texting at, like, 1030 at night? And I'm like, oh, it's just Chrissy. Who the fuck's Chrissy? You know, like, one yeah. of those. But, <laughs> but, you know, we're past that. I mean, that's, like, yeah. a one-time sort of interaction. But I think that... Um, this goes back this to... This goes to the people that we're dating now. Right. But I think it's possibly restrictive to people dating in the future. I think it's a hard thing to maybe explain. Sure. Or, yeah. Like... I think that we've... I mean, I we both have talked about we had friendships with the opposite sex while we were married that in that moment I didn't see them as the stumbling block that they possibly and probably were. Mm -hmm. And so you just need to be careful. I mean, I think you can certainly be platonic friends with someone of the opposite sex. But again, man, it, like everything goes back to communication and it, balance. It is interesting that, like, like we've talked a few times about, like, the you know, the sexual innuendo and this, like, like it, you get a different thing than, like, if I was a guy and yeah. you were a guy and we were friends, it would be different. Or if you were a girl, it would be right. different. But because we are both single, fairly attractive, you know, heterosexual people, Speak for yourself. and we spend a lot of time together, yeah. you know, like... I think that that would be super threatening to, you know, potentially some people. Some people. Yeah, yeah, to some people. And I think that I think it sets up interesting scenarios where either like if you start dating someone new and they don't like me, then you have to make a choice between your friend and the new person that you're dating. Yeah. You know, and vice versa. Yeah. Same for me. You know? I feel like um, at some point you're going to have to. I think there are appropriate friendships and there's less appropriate friendships. And um, I, I think that if you're in a romantic relationship, that's got to be your number one priority, I would think, right? Because this is potentially your partner in life forever, potentially. I do think And though, so everyone's got their – my point is that you've got to be respectful of other people's limits. Mm -hmm. So if I'm with somebody who says – I don't think you can be friend with this person at all. I would say, well, wait a minute. That's a little crazy. Let's have a conversation about what bothers you and what doesn't. And then we can make, I can, you and I can then have a conversation and be like, hey, you know, let's just, let's not text after dinner time because it does make so-and-so uncomfortable. And, and I get it. It would make me uncomfortable too if she was texting some dude, you know, and right. I don't care who they are, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, I have to like, you're, you're challenged to put yourself in someone else's shoes and really find out what compromise is. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, our friendship could be problematic in the future for a, a future potential partner. And we have to just be okay with that. Well, that's interesting because the last question on the list here is, do you think you will still be friends in a year? Do you think you'll still be friends in 10 years? Certainly. I think. Yes to a year, no for 10 years? Are you no, going to drop no, me in I'm, six? I'm not saying that. Six years? Will you let me answer? Go. I think let me finish that okay I think that 
in the current romantic relationships that we are both in, uh-huh. that we can continue to be friends for a long time. Sure. But I think that when that changes for one or both of us, we may go through challenges, mm-hmm. including perhaps a point of time where we walk away from each other. It's possible. Um, I think that um, in 10 years, well, I like you are one of those people in my life that 20 years, like 80, when, when we're 80 years old, <laughs> still, if we haven't talked in 30 years, yeah. you call me at two o'clock in the morning from jail, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll still come get you. Right. Like we will always be friends, I think. But I think that there is ripe for potential that we're going to go through things in our own lives that are going to take us uh, away from each other yeah. for, for periods of time. Certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I think, I, that? I think that's like reasonable. For, for fair. You yeah, know? That's fair. Yeah. Like, I don't know. We can talk about more of it off there. <laughs> I have a few more thoughts. But, yeah, I think in, in general, like, am I always going to care about Brian? Yes, I am. Sure. I'm always going to care. But sure. do I think that we'll always be like we are right now? Maybe not. Yeah. You know? Um, and maybe, like... I have friends from my past who I was really close with like this. And then I have a friend who I didn't talk to for 15 years. Oh, wow. And then we found our way back. Mm-hmm. And then their, the relationship made his wife really uncomfortable. And now we don't talk again. Do I think I'll talk to him again someday in life? Yeah. You know, like 15 more years, you know, <laughs> like we'll probably be friends again at some point, you know. But I do have, you know, people who kind of come and go in my life that are always on that, you know, like I'll go get you out of jail docket, but not in my day-to-day life anymore right fair enough yes fair enough so we did it we answered the questions i didn't feel like we had to cut any of them that's good are you delighted that we did the ask you anything that you wanted to do so badly i am it was just all about us it It was an opportunity for for us to talk about ourselves which is our favorite topic (laughs) our favorite thing you guys are welcome new year's eve show Now, go make 2021 your best year ever. Yes. We are hoping that your year has more highlights than lowlights. We wish you every success in the new year, our friends. We will be back one more time with our series finale episode. Yeah. It will be a forward-looking episode, kind of like this last question that we just had. We're going to look into the future and see what we think and what we hope it holds for us. And um, we can't wait to celebrate with you guys. Until next time. Peace out. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Would anyone like a tissue? I'm fine. We're fine. Everything Everything is is fine. fine. Got a question for Chrissy and Brian? Connect with Not Quite Therapy on Patreon, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out How to Do Life, too, on all these platforms and on the podcast app of your choice. Hey, Brian. Yes, Chrissy? That was kind of fun. I think I need another drink. Phew, those two are special. (laughs) 